0: Hello, Gabriel Blake.
1: Hi, Gabriel. Jose. How
0: are you doing? Where are we today?
1: Today we're at bar quarantine in San Francisco, California.
0: (laughs) Everyone is someplace the most popular bar for the last month.
1: (laughs) Everybody seems to be here.
0: Mm -hmm. So what did we watch this week?
1: We watched A Christmas Tale. Mm -hmm. A heartwarming Family drama that centers around the Christmas holiday, released in 2008.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, released in 2008, directed by Arnaud Desplechin. Yeah.
1: Oh, do, you no do you know there? how to pronounce? You know how to pronounce? Okay. <laughs> Arnaud yeah. Desplechin.
0: We can say that he has Catherine the because as we already know how to pronounce her name, we can just mm-hmm. look intellectual at the point. There you go. Yeah. Uh Yeah, so should I go first?
1: Yeah, this was my pick, so
0: you have to go first. So it's true, as I was telling you a moment ago, I didn't read anything about the movie, but also, as I was telling you a moment ago, I don't think that it has ever existed a movie that is more targeted to you. It definitely has
1: everything that I love. Everything.
0: It's like a middle-high status you know social status class uh, family does being pretty dysfunctional treating each other terribly it's i don't know i will have to say that i found entertaining that it's probably the only movie where i can see a mother telling to her son i like i never love you <laughs> and the keep telling he's like i never love you either it's like yeah you know is that like, the other two kids maybe i love them a bit but to you never i didn't even try but in jest yeah, it's in jest, but the thing is, like, you know, we're talking about a character that can get to a point of just creating a situation that is going to get him get completely, I don't know, like, punch. You know, it's the kind of person that has a sense of humor that no one is going to be accepting properly, and it's what uh-huh. I was telling you. It's like the kind of person that I just want to punch in the face. I like will never When do it. he
1: gave the Christmas toast and he, he toasts his mother and his sister as the cunt captain and cunt lieutenant of and the And cunt yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, sometimes it, it veered into um, uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, I mean, the problem that I have with the movie, I like the movie, but I think that as it progresses, I like it less. At the beginning, I well at the beginning I didn't know exactly what it was going to be when I thought that it was going to be a bit more of a drama with some traces of comedy. I respected it a bit more than towards the end when it became a bit more surreal. More than surreal, it was it became a bit more histrionic. It became a bit more like, no, no, we're going to be like going all in. Like when the guy gives like a, that kind of a speech about like the lieutenant count. He's like, okay, you're going completely crazy. And then he falls over. No one says anything. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, he's doing his thing <laughs> So they just smile. Or like, for example, when the kids are doing the play, you know, and the player about like, oh, yeah, you know, so I slept with that woman and I also lied about this and I also did this. There is like basically they're replicating the story of the two uh, siblings of Elizabeth and uh, Yeah. So, if I like yeah, look- so to
1: give a, a little bit of summary, it's about um, yeah. a, a French family that mm-hmm. is the Patriarch and the Matriarch. The Matriarch is played by Catherine Deneuve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and she has four adult children.
0: No, she has three, three adult
1: children and one child that died as a young child.
0: Yeah, the first one. Um,
1: and Catherine Deneuve's character finds out that she has a rare form of cancer and she needs a bone marrow transplant and so she's asked all of her children to find out if they're if they're matches and the one that ends up being the match <clears throat> is the son who has been banished for the family for the past five years for a reason unknown
0: so the thing is that there are two there are two potential donors one of them mm-hmm. is the uh, the as you were her saying grandson. yeah and the other one is the grandson that actually is dealing with some kind of mental problems
1: yeah, possibly schizophrenia. Yeah. He hears voices and his reflection is menacing. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, they bring together the entire family f- for the first time in at least five years and have a very, very dysfunctional Christmas where there's cheating spouses, but not in a malicious way. It was kind of a very sweet way.
0: <laughs> I mean, the thing is that they're cheating, but at the same time, is that when the husband see that they're cheating, is that like, he doesn't even care. It almost feels like the husband already knows that she's cheating with him because that's even like oh one
1: thing that i was like because he one gives thing. her a knowing nod when he sees her in bed with the cousin and a so part if of maybe me, they have an open relationship
0: a part of me even thought that there was like an ongoing kind of thing an like ongoing kind of fantasy but i don't know i just feel like look if you are part of a big family i don't know you guys celebrate christmas as a really big event i think that you guys don't and you only do like some travel. But in your on no, no, no.
1: Christmas, at least for me growing up, Christmas was huge.
0: Yeah. So for me, I could actually feel reflected a bit on that about like all the family coming together, like being a bit of chaos, being organizational, a nightmare, you know. But what I felt is that even if you hadn't seen for five years all these people, all the stuff that was happening at the same time, it felt like a bit more like a stretch, like far fetched. Like it is like, oh, wait a second. You gave me, you gave me up and you were completely madling love. And I never knew about this. Even I actually have talked with you every single day for the last 15 years. That part felt a bit more like, well, that makes no sense. It almost felt like these guys already had sex in the past. Not when they get to know each other, but a bit more like maybe this is an ongoing kind of thing. Is this kind of morbosity that they have? about like From time to time, we're going to be like cheating on my husband and he's going to know it. By the way, this is a spoiler about the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, if you haven't seen this movie, it was released twelve years ago, so too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is the one plot line that I I didn't quite understand. That's why I was like, they must have an open relationship because she talks about the, she and her actual husband falling out of love and then falling back in love. So clearly, also the friends, they're just kind of slutty. Right, they all sleep around. If you think yeah. every French movie you have, there's like casual cheating and it's not a big deal.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the only thing that I was thinking is about, okay, people here have like sex like completely normally and everyone smokes. I think that every single character smokes.
1: Uh, I never saw... The grandma or the grandpa smoke. Oh, no, the grandma Catherine Miller, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she smoke almost in every single scene. And the funny thing is that this movie was released in 2008, in November 2008, at least here in the States. But uh, smoking in public spaces was forbidden from 2007.
1: But they were, were these? Well, it must have been filmed, for instance, in 2007.
0: Maybe. I don't know. But I like it, but it's just like a- I had the feeling that the tone starts like pretty serious. They have, I love exactly how they present everything. I had the feeling that from a cinematography perspective, it's very French, you know? how they So French. Yeah, I mean, I love that. I love how it actually <laughs> presents, okay, the elder one, you know, the middle one, the young one. Uh, and they start like throwing like plenty of names at you, you know, they're expecting you to pay attention. So I have to say that the movie completely got me engaged. From the beginning, about okay, who is Elizabeth? Who is Henry? Who is Paul? Who is? And every single time that a name came up, he's like okay, who exactly is this? You know, but then towards the end, they still like keep presenting some characters that they don't go really anywhere. You know, because for example, uh, the wife of uh of the youngest of five, she's Sylvia, no? Uh, yes, uh, S- Silvana,
1: right? Silvana,
0: Silvia Silvana, yeah. So uh, yeah, so she's not. I mean, she's happy with her uh, husband, but at the same time, she's, she doesn't have any kind of, you know, uh, regret of cheating on him at the end. Like she just goes away. But then at the same time, you have Elizabeth, the older one, that is clear that this other guy, that it was a childhood friend, Sas Pastana or something like that, you know? The guy they met on get, the street. Yeah, that they give like two, uh, two gifts. Mm-hmm. It's like a, he feels like the guy has a crush on her. And somehow, at yeah, the end, all, all did. yeah, and the thing is that she has dependent at the end, that it was the, the Christmas present, the Christmas gift, and it feels like she's treasuring it. So it almost feels like, what is this woman doing with this guy, with Claude, Claude? Uh, that is a, that guy, maybe a genius, maybe like super smart, because like, oh yeah, I know that you have been calculating this for several days because it's the life of your wife, but I'm going to be arriving here, I'm going to be like solving this, and it's like, yeah, she's going to die. So uh, <laughs> from that perspective, it's like, what are you doing with this guy that you are like just desperate for these guys to arrive? And the first thing that he does is like just kicking your brother's ass, well, the but then he lives again. <laughs> he's like, it's like, what is, what is, what is going on? It's like, it almost feels like all of them, they want to just, they're unhappy. They're unhappy people, except Ivan, I guess, that Ivan, he's happy, but at the same time, he's with a woman that is not happy being with him.
1: I don't, I don't think that she was unhappy being with him. I think, uh, I don't know what to think about that storyline because everything says that Yvonne was actually okay with that. It wasn't a big deal. Even their conversation after that happened, they didn't yeah. even address it and they remembered fondly about when they met, right? I'm like, do yeah. you remember all those years ago when we met and you asked me out? Yeah. Um, that's why I get the feeling it wasn't anything to regret. That, that was some sort of like decision that they <clears throat> came to together or...
0: Yeah, but at the same time what she was saying to the other guy to uh oh god the cousin, I must, I can't the cousin, the cousin. yeah, Silvio uh something like that's it'll start with an S. So Simon. Uh, Simon, yeah. Uh so what he says to the uh, to that guy uh is that he knew that his love was infinite. Simon's love was infinite and she also loved him. So from that perspective, okay, I, maybe it's like this kind of polyamorous thing that is going to start from this point on. But it's like the, the husband, without even talking about this, he's fine with her hooking up. Well, hooking up, we don't know. Like just making love to this sort of guy that is basically his cousin. That is someone I mean, close to the family.
1: But when the dad woke up to the two little boys on Christmas morning. Yeah. The kid said, Where's mom? And he said, Oh, probably in your uncle's room. And then they all went to the uncle's room. Yeah. And she wasn't ashamed at all that she was naked no, in bed. It's and completely normal. In. Yeah, That's why they're, uh, yeah, it's very confusing. But I have to go on the reaction of everybody. And everybody genuinely acted like that was an okay thing to do. And so I'm like, Okay, yeah, maybe the husband, Yvonne, is just a very generous person.
0: Maybe he is, but at the same time, the kind of dialogue that uh, Sylvia, Sylvia had uh, is something that makes me think that she could actually be happier with Simon. you know? It's like it's pretty clear that she also loved him when he was younger with Simone.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and I think that that's why I like this movie so much, because it brings together a family which feels pretty realistic up until kind of you're right. Maybe the last third of the movie where things kind of go off the rails. Not that I think that's a bad thing. I, I love this movie, um, but it's dare I say a celebration of family dysfunction and how people could can death. overcome that <laughs> and how they made a joke often about their shortcomings. Even though they were real shortcomings, they made jokes about it, and they found a way to have a very nice time at Christmas. And they did. For a family with all of those problems, they seemed to have a good time. And people genuinely seemed to be happy, except that miserable sister who I wanted to murder the entire movie.
0: You mean Elizabeth? Yes. The funny thing is like at the beginning, I was agreeing with Elizabeth, you know? It's like without knowing too much about the story between Henry and Elizabeth, is that like what Henry does when they're in, the, in court, that is, basically, his father, her father, is going to have to give up everything for just paying the debt that her brother created.
1: And what about that? And physical? he's fine.
0: And he's fine with that. So she speaks with that from the perspective that this shouldn't be the way to go. This shouldn't. We don't know exactly what is the story before that. But even before that, what he was saying is that, well, my theater plays were actually run on his theater. So it feels like they were in okay terms before that. The problem that I think that Henry has, according also like with the guy, even before that uh, dialogue at the end is like, it's pretty clear that he's a misogynist and he has like a really big problem being raised. Henry, Henry yeah. So like he says that, he has like a really big problem of just being raised in a matriarchy.
1: But run that by me one more time. Why do you think that he has a hard time with that?
0: I mean, he mentions multiple times about like I'm tired of her dominating the family. I don't respect my mother, you know. And it's clear that between the two, uh, the two parents, Abel and Junon, is like Junon, you know, the mother, is the one that actually has like the voice of just driving things forward. His cabel like is a bit more of okay, I'm going to be like sitting back. I have a bit more like the calm mentality, but you know, it's a bit more like the boy pushing things. So from that perspective, he oh, looks like
1: I never thought of him as a narcissist or a narcissist. Oh, Freudian slip as a misogynist.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, basically the kind of dialogue that he has, the kind of uh, toast that he has when they're having a dinner, Christmas dinner. It's basically, it's about like, this boat is just directed by these two women. And it's not criticizing about the women and about the way that they do it. It's about like, they are driving it. It's not us.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions about who Junom was as a mother when those kids were young.
0: Um, that's true, that's true. But at the same time, I found like, that pretty interesting. I think that uh, I love the setup to the movie you know that is okay these characters even before the first scene they're completely broken it's like Elizabeth is going to be sad and traumatized from something that happened in her childhood that she grew up with a kid that basically died after five years of her life
1: except she was younger that kid died at five and she was three years younger that brother died when she was like two
0: no she was he was six and I thought that it was only a year of difference oh really i thought i thought i may be wrong you know because uh, i may be wrong i don't remember how younger henry was to the other two yeah, but he was the...
1: born to try and give a match to the brother that died right?
0: but i love i love from that perspective i love that they set up about okay you guys are setting up a family for just being as unhappy as possible because you're only having this kid not because you want to have the kid you're only having it to try to save the other kid.
1: Which is a real thing that happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I know, uh, I'm not going to be giving specific names, but I know of a kid back in Spain uh, from many years ago that his parents uh, had another kid before he was born with the same name, and that kid died. And then after that, they had him... And they named him with the, name, the same name as that the previous one. That's
1: super, super unhealthy.
0: Yep. Yeah. Basically, he was the replacement. This is it's incredible, you know, but at the same time, it's like basically that's what they were doing is that they just trying to get another kid for trying to save one, to save this one. And they he's like, well, we have him here. So, from that perspective, it's like, I believe that Catherine Denev couldn't love that kid. It's like, There's I'm also- just.
1: It was interesting that mental health plays a role as clearly Elizabeth is super depressed. Her kid seems to have some sort of pretty serious mental illness. Yvonne, as a teenager, experienced serious mental health issues. Um, And that completely mirrors what the father says about, I think he said it to Henri when he said, for 30 years, we wondered who gave our son that died leukemia and now we know it's hers. Um, and so, yeah. I think, think there's a lot of these stories that are not shared, and there was probably more mental health and more sickness that, that yeah. we, were, we were not shown.
0: Do you think that the father has some kind of resentment to the, uh, to the mother?
1: No, not at all. He's I lo- desperately in love with her.
0: <laughs> I love how she actually, when they actually communicate about, hey, you know, I actually have cancer, and I may die. In two years, is like, the prognosis okay. is terrible. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep talking. You I know, love
1: when she's like, "I have a very rare gene," it's like, "I never doubted it, sweetie."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that is the moment for being romantic right now. But yeah, I mean, I love that scene. It was so all that party was so French, and especially when they are so using French. that is seeing. Uh, I don't know what is that uh, technique called in the camera? You know, about like, just reducing the uh, the aperture of the objective. So the people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the, I, it made me so happy, even though I've seen this film so many times, but after like the very initial introduction to the, all the characters is, it shows junong like kind of straightening up her house and she just full on addresses the audience and gives them gives the audience all the background information. I was like, this is so French and I love this movie and this makes me so happy.
0: Yeah. So did you like the time that I actually brought you about wanting to punch uh in the face? Uh, is when he's reading his own car, his own letter, sorry.
1: I'm sorry, that letter was fantastic.
0: It's such a, I mean, it's, it's good for defining the character, but at the same time, it's like so infuriating, about like so, you don't recognize any kind of guilt on everything that you have done.
1: But what did he do?
0: So basically, he bought this theater without any kind of business plan. He drove it to the ground, and then he tried to take his father to take the guilt for this, and just yeah, to pay yeah, that's for it. that's
1: one thing, but that's not the thing that made the sister banish him.
0: That's the thing that they
1: constantly talked about. We can't talk about that. We're not going to talk about what he did.
0: Well, there are two things. That the first thing is, that I think that this is what pushed it over the line, is that she probably yeah, was already, probably. she was probably like already angry about something. And second is that the Christmas gift that she gives him is a letter, but we don't know if it's the letter that he just wrote him or the letter that Ivan was asking about.
1: I, that's interesting because I automatically assumed it was the letter that he wrote her.
0: It may be because she didn't know that uh, Henry, Henry was going to be there and she was on her way there, I think, and she was like reading the, uh, the letter, you know, but at the same time, it was like a bit convenient about, okay, I'm going to be like giving you this as a gesture of, okay, this part is like just water under the bridge. So we are done with this mistake that you did. But again, because case you already have a new letter where she's basically, called, he's basically calling you all the bad stuff.
1: But because she kind of is. Based on the information we're given, we're never told what horrible thing he did to piss her off. Even when Yvonne's wife was asking, so what What actually happened? And he's like, no, we can't talk about it. But and then, don't... because we all assumed it was sexual from nature, that character's like, so what, did they have sex? And he's like, <laughs> no, it wasn't anything like that. That would have been much simpler, as if the, the real issue is something darker and complex, assuming it exists, because Andre says that he's like, I don't know what I did to you. I don't know why you think I'm the villain.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Sure. I mean, that part is true. That is like, it's never well defined. But don't you think that a person, that is like basically how he behaves for the whole duration of the two hours and a half movie that we just watched. Do you think that that movie, sorry, that person could have done like something terrible to her?
1: Um, I think he could have not intended to do something bad and have have done something bad. But I also think that mental illness runs deeply in her family she is mentally ill her son is mentally ill and they both imagine a lot of things that are not there
0: oh no but it's like if you actually think that ivan and elizabeth are mentally sick or they were mentally sick don't you think that henry also was mentally sick or is mentally sick right now
1: no she clearly (laughs) i'm not saying he's not but she clearly displayed intense depression she was sobbing all the time. She was seeing a therapist. That's like clear mental illness. He sure. drank a lot and he said inappropriate things. That's not mental illness. Her son came at her with a knife because he was hearing voices and seeing animals that weren't there. That's like genuine mental illness.
0: Sure, but we cannot compare schizophrenia with the depression that she's having. And in another, another point is that we don't know if she was going through something like this when she decided to banish him.
1: Exactly, and so what I'm saying is, we have to go on the information that we're given, and we don't know what happened. We just know that she banished him and decided not to talk about it.
0: No, but what I've seen, what I, what I said again, is like at least we know when things got pushed over the line. And when things got pushed out. over the line, is like at that point, I would say is that look, Probably this person is not the first time that he does something like this. Because even if you actually, if you were in a situation, you are a parent and, you know, one of your daughters says like, Hey, look, I'm going to be like just saving you from having to sell all your stuff or just paying the debt that your uh, kid like got you into is that you could still say that, look, I'm not going to be denying. I'm not going to be like banishing and excluding of my life this kid. If I truly love him. So I had a feeling that that person had done like many, many things before that point.
1: Sure, that could be the case. The point is, we don't know. We
0: don't know. We don't know, but we know the last one. We know exactly what got him to push her over the line. And you know, another interesting thing that I was thinking about is that it's true that there is a bit of a dichotomy between what happens or what happened that we see and what the characters perceive. Because, for example, on that court, when they're in front of the uh, the jury, uh, of the judge, sorry, Uh, she actually says that, look, I want this to happen. But then when the lawyer goes out, he actually changes what she said. At least on my version. I mean, she actually, he actually made it worse. He says, look, I don't want that person. I don't want to see that person ever again in my life. I already had enough. But then what he actually says, like, you are Is that she? never really says that you are bunnies. She just said that you cannot talk with her ever again. But the parents, you know, the father at least, he was also exactly on the same line, not saying like, okay, cool, yeah, I mean this makes sense. It may actually be the best. But if the parents didn't want that to happen, if the parents thought that it's like, look, that's unhealthy, they would actually be in touch. They would be like just celebrating Christmas without one of them.
1: But I got the impression that they did. I mean, Henri talks about how he spends time with his brother, whereas he feels like he feels bad because his brother is like having pity on him. He was clearly spending time with everyone in the family except for her,
0: what, not with the parents, because you remember that there is this scene with uh, Henri and Simon that is talking to Simone, so the parents, blah, blah, blah. But that makes me think that she, he's not in contact with the parents because she also, he also hates uh, you know he also hates his mother.
1: Do you think they really hate each other? I'm sorry, The scene is so freaking touching when they're talking through the plastic.
0: That the scene is amazing. That they
1: clearly used to play yeah. as children.
0: That they don't hate is- each other. But I mean, the thing is like, look, for example, is that with my mother, I could actually relate in the beginning when it's that I'm not going to be like calling you mother because I do, I do the same thing. I don't call my mother mom. As it gets really I think it's it really, okay, I'm not going to be like just saying this about like someone calling your parents, you know, their parents' roommates, but that's an <laughs> important thing. But in my case, it's like, I know that that is my mother. Often. So I actually Wait, just but play but with that. when you
1: them. talk to your mom... You- you don't say, "Hey, mom, can you give me something?"
0: No, I call her "Hey, Victoria." I do that, but it's just a joke for me. So I understand that uh, part, but I would never, never tell to my mother, "I do not love you. I never love you." I realized when I was three years old that I didn't care about you. I would never say something like that. And my but mother that's
1: because your mom wouldn't embrace it, where know embraced it fully. She's like. Oh, I, I barely loved any of you kids. I mean, kind of the, the daughter, but not you, other. And she clearly loves them. That's the joke. And they have a weird sense of humor.
0: But just look at it. He's like, when he's actually talking with the uh, with her husband and they're talking about Sylvia, he's like, I don't like that girl. He's like, she's pretty lazy. He's like, but she works. And she's like, pretty nice. He's like, I don't like her. I, I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that rang true because I feel like. Parents don't often like the spouses of their biological children.
0: Yeah. And at that point, it was not a joke. He was not talking about someone in front of you about, okay, my joke is going to have like brutal honesty, so we're going to be like laughing about it. And even when they're talking, when she's talking with Fauna? Fauna?
1: Fauna. Yeah. Founia. I like that actress a lot. <laughs> I like
0: her too. I mean, she was pretty funny. She You're was starting to be casting. my heart
1: skipped, which you might recognize from two or three episodes ago. Who was she? She was the father's girlfriend that. The main character oh, chased
0: the one that was not a prostitute.
1: <laughs> not a prostitute.
0: <laughs> not a prostitute. Totally not a prostitute. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that when they have that scene between both of them that I really like. I think that's like one of my favorite scenes on the movie that is like, okay, I will go with you, but I don't like to talk. Because I don't get along with my family, I don't want to get along with your family. But they actually start talking. And she actually says that you don't like Sylvia? He's like, no, I don't. And you don't like Henry? He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> like, so there may, be, there may be some kind of, okay, we both know exactly at what, at what page we are. He's like we don't like each other. And we actually are above it. And that's okay. But at the same time, doesn't make them better. Like, towards the end of the movie, I was like, everyone is pretty bad. Everyone is pretty bad on this movie. Because the only ones that I would say that maybe they're okay is Ivan.
1: Yeah, he seems to be in good shape. The dad.
0: The dad too, yeah. But is it the mother is not is not good. I mean a mother I can say like I don't like you to a kid and not be joking about it is
1: But I don't think she ever meant it, ever. They had a weird sense of humor. And it's the same sense of humor that when she comes to tell her husband she has terminal cancer, they just start joking about it. And it's very dark, and it's weird, and it makes people uncomfortable. But they understand each other. They speak the same language. For instance, you keep saying that Henri and Junon hate each other, but why would he come and give her a bone marrow transplant and an incredibly painful procedure for someone he hated? It doesn't make any sense. They do love each other. They're just dysfunctional
0: i mean i had a feeling that it's true that elizabeth may be exaggerating that but she's talking about like i'm just afraid that you're going to be like killing man with this and you're going to feel happy about it it's like a part of me until he didn't show up until he didn't run to the room
1: who said that elizabeth
0: elizabeth is like at that point
1: she's the mentally ill one
0: the only one that's okay come on no no are you no i'm sorry but i don't bite everyone everyone and i don't know about ivan you know because there is still like so much stuff in there that is like pretty left in the air everyone there is wrong everyone you know like bad because the husband that elizabeth has is a someone that is okay your wife is crying for you for just getting there you arrive there and you last two hours and then you leave immediately and you come back then and say sure but you leave that's not okay
1: i think that is a strong indication of who elizabeth is
0: i think that that may actually explain why she is in that kind of mental fragile state yeah. <laughs> that may we not intensely help disagree she's no, been sad I'm...
1: her entire life her entire life she's been sad they talk about it endlessly her plays are about being sad
0: but come on i mean she actually grew up in an environment she, she was little like, okay i just met this kid this kid just disappeared that it was my brother or my sibling and then now my parents are going to be like dealing this for the rest of my life
1: I could be wrong, and I don't have children, nor do I want them, so I probably don't understand them. But I feel like a loss like that at five can't destroy you for the rest of your life.
0: You don't think that? No. Okay. <laughs> but it's not only about like your loss. It's also about like, your parents reminding you about, about that loss. Because that's the reason why I think that the movie starts with a funeral of the kid. Of Joseph.
1: Yeah, that's true, and and they say I think the narration or somebody said they never stopped talking about him ever.
0: Yeah, so it's like that's that's what the thing is. Like I love this era from the perspective that this is not a story that starts at that point. That's a story that is that they actually go back to 1965 when they had a kid because like that kid that was born sick, that sickness that runs across the whole family, not only the cancer but also like the mental sickness, is just driving this family. You cannot understand who the people are right now without understanding that they had this kid and that kid died. And that actually marked all of them, especially Elizabeth.
1: No, no, that's a good point. You're right.
0: So, I mean, but I, I agree with you, like, they never, even if it's a two hours and a half movie, they never go into too much detail exactly how. And even Elizabeth says, like, look, I cannot be sad about this kid that died like 30 years ago. I can't it doesn't make sense. But like at the same time, it's like, I don't know why I'm sad. Because
1: she's mentally ill.
0: She's <laughs> <laughs> mentally ill. But everybody's like, what I'm saying is that like she's dealing with something inside of her that is like, it, it may be just caused by the family. It may be hereditary. I don't think that it's hereditary on this case. I think that that's a bit more of the result of her life. But they yep. also, she also says that it's like a, when she's writing on her diary, and I think that it's a bit more of a self guilt, self imposed guilt, when she's talking about Paul, writing about Paul, and he's like, "Well, and we drove that kid insane between me and my husband."
1: I'm sure they did. I'm sure they screwed that kid up.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a kid, you have a parent that is like completely absent, and the other one is like dealing with other person.
1: See, it's funny. Well, for one thing. If the movie weren't good, we wouldn't have this many opinions and have this much to talk about. So I think that's...
0: Sure, but I mean, there are other movies that we, that they are good and we agreed, like, straight away, you know?
1: Sure, sure, but I think I like how much this movie depends on the viewer to, hey, you figure out what you think is going on and how you feel. Yeah. Um, but I saw, genuinely... And I don't know what this says about me, but all the characters as good except for Elizabeth. And I don't think she was bad, but I saw her actively trying to make other people miserable while other people were not trying to do that. And so I liked all of the characters except her. I thought they were good and kind and interesting.
0: So what what does he do to trigger the situation when they're all sitting uh, at the Christmas table? to actually just trigger the toast.
1: Which one? When he gives the toast and passes out?
0: Yeah. What does he do? Actually, just making everyone happy at that point.
1: But I don't think it was necessarily... He didn't mean what he said. And you saw everybody just laughed. Nobody was, like, destroyed by his words. That's just a continuation of the family's humor. And then you saw immediately after, he goes to church with his mom. This is not the behavior of people that hate each other. This is...
0: (laughs) I mean, it's it's behavior that is completely dysfunctional.
1: One hundred percent, one hundred percent dysfunctional.
0: I and it's not healthy.
1: Agreed that it's not healthy.
0: Not healthy at all.
1: Sure. These people. Besides, I like the mom and the dad. Well, you believe Junan what she says literally. I don't. I don't believe that. I think they're generally healthy, good people.
0: I think that the mom has some kind of detachment. Well, I mean the thing is like she doesn't show that attachment too much except when she gets asked about it, it's like, oh, do you like this person? She's like, no, I don't. Like, but you don't behave in that kind of way. Who behaves in that kind of way is Henry. He's the only one. Actually it's like they have like three kind of prototypes there. Is they like have Ivan that he says like, no, 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 I, I don't like conflict. I just like to solve situations, but I don't look for conflict. And Reed that actually likes to create conflict. That's his way of being. Because when uh, her brother-in-law, his brother-in-law, arrives, Elizabeth's husband, arrives, the first thing that he does is like, just start spitting shit. I
1: just love left and I said,, yeah, yeah, I get it. You don't count.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're like, Why did you say that? I mean, like, you already because know.
1: the brother-in-law is the type of person to travel, to be with the family, and then just leave after an hour. He doesn't count. He's not committed to the family. Henri just said what was true. He shouldn't have said it. It's not kind. But he did count. He immediately left.
0: I mean, but that's the part. Is that when they get when they get to that to that scene, and when they present the uh, great grandmother as a lesbian, you know, is like at that point I feel like this is absurd. Is that they actually just cross some kind of line? Is that like this is just histrionic. Is that like they went too far for actually trying to make some kind of point? Is that the father? Sorry, the uh, Claude Claude uh when he arrives, pants and re on the face and then he leaves, he's like, This makes no sense. It's like if that happens, Elizabeth should be destroyed. Probably she could leave too. Why would she stay? Is that it makes no sense. Is that the characters are actually falling apart here?
1: But it does make sense because all of this makes sense to the real, right? It doesn't make sense to the outsiders. Like, nobody can compute outside of it. That's why Henri's girlfriend leaves, that's why Elizabeth's uh, husband leaves.
0: But- They're not uh, outsiders. Sure, but it's like when you actually present that everyone is good, except Elizabeth, you know? No, 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 I didn't
1: say she was bad. I, I, I said that wrong. I said I liked all of the characters except for Elizabeth because she tried to make people unhappy.
0: But I don't think that she's trying, how is she trying to make Ivan unhappy or the parents unhappy? She tries to make Henri happy. Sure, I can give you that. But she didn't communicate with Henri in five years. It was Paul, the grantee the one that actually went to visit Henry. And he wasn't really like immediately as a comeback. He's like, I'm going to be like sending you the most, not passive aggressive, like aggressive letter that I can send you. But well, like,
1: again, we don't know why she banished him, and to be honest, she's a dick for banishing him.
0: But even the kid, even Henry, actually acknowledged I was an asshole when he was younger, and I ended in jail. But, you know, jail changed me. it's true, we don't know, but he even acknowledged that when he was younger, he was terrible. But and a person he like Henry,
1: younger.
0: I even recognized that he has some kind of mental problems when he was 15. And probably he does now. And the first thing that he actually just does when he visits Paul in the hospital is, hey, do you want a cigarette? Hey, do you want alcohol? (laughs) Okay. I mean, it was 15 in Spain. I know how Europe is a bit more loose with this, but that's, I don't know, you're going to asylum right now, you know?
1: But also the time when Elizabeth banished him was the same time that he lost his wife in what seems to be an extremely tragic car accident. So I feel like you're not, you're making a lot of excuses for Elizabeth's behavior and kind of being like, I'm a dick, but not like.
0: (laughs) Don't you feel like you're doing the same excuses for Henry? Because do we know if actually that happened when, uh, when he lost his wife? Because he said that he didn't have time to introduce her to the family because she died before that. She died a month after getting married.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Remind me. I thought when the girlfriend asked him, did you bring her here? He said, yes.
0: No, I mean, at least in my version, he says no. She didn't have time for us to come coming here because she died like pretty uh, pretty soon. Hmm. What was the name, why Marianne? The have,
1: why did the parents have so many pictures of her?
0: I don't know. Oh. That was some history, but like basically, she died a month after they got married. No. Yeah. It's like, and they didn't even get to know her.
1: There's a lot of mysteries here. A lot to unpack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I have a question for you. So when they talk about uh, Fauna, Fiora, Fior, that girl that I don't remember yeah, the yeah, name right I now, the one
1: Faunia.
0: Faunia, Faunia, yeah. So when they talk about Faunia and they talk about Hera's, that I think that is Sylvia, and uh, you mm-hmm. know the ones that they mention something about Hera's, do they compare it with an actress?
1: They do, and I can't remember what. Was it Angela Bassett? Yeah.
0: It was Angela Bassett on my version yeah. too. But the, the second time that you know, says something about it in French, I didn't recognize that it said Angela Bassett. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. did maybe. they say? I don't know. I mean, they say like a different name I was about to rewind, rewind, you know, to check it out. But it's like, maybe they are talking about a very popular actress of that time. But it was like, I'm local. sure it's
1: like a popular French actress.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, a, and besides that, I feel like really surprised that people who compare an ass to the ass of a specific person. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's France. I
1: remember that we're gay, so maybe among straight men, everyone's aware of Angela Bassett's ass and exactly its attributes, and they're like, her ass is just like Angela Bassett's.
0: Maybe it's like a J Lo uh, ass, and it was also like you. insurance, you know?
1: That know. or a Kardashian ass, I would totally get. <laughs> Angela Bassett, I don't, I don't know.
0: Okay. I mean, when you also look Angela Bassett's butt, there is plenty of pictures of her butt. So,
1: And is it tight like that French actress?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a good butt, I guess. And, but I'm gay. I don't have any kind of opinion.
1: In this movie and in the Beat My Heart Give, people talk about how beautiful that woman is.
0: Angela Bassett? No, the listen?
1: actress. The actress that was in... Berto. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just... I'm like,
1: are
0: we... Well, maybe it's like French beauty.
1: I was like, <laughs> yeah. is the paradigm <laughs> different over there?
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing that I was about to write you and I forgot to send you. Like, I find hilarious how every single woman on this movie, that they're all gorgeous. They are stunning. All of them say, like, I'm not that pretty. Or I was really ugly when I was young, as Catherine Deneb was saying. He's like, no, no. You were doing belted You're. He <laughs> said, no, we know that you were not ugly.
1: Yeah, the guys weren't great, though. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, Yvonne, yeah. Yvonne yeah, was, was
0: cute.
1: You could sell my face.
0: <laughs>
1: um, but, but no. I lost my train of thought. Something about the women being super attractive. Oh, oh, yeah. What I was going to say is like, I- I've never understood why gay men like to like uh, place women on pedestals and then be like fanboys, like uh, Britney Spears or Cher or Madonna. But I kind of feel like I could be that way with Catherine Deneuve.
0: I, I was thinking,
1: fanboy for her.
0: I was thinking that basically Catherine Deneuve is to French cinema what Meryl Strip is to American one. Yeah. I mean, she's good. I feel she's like that good.
1: belittles Catherine <laughs> Deneuve.
0: <laughs> uh, don't you think that Meryl Strip is good?
1: I do, but I also don't think her oeuvre is nearly as impressive as... And that's Catherine the No?
0: Yeah. Okay, no, that's, that's fair. I just had the feeling that he's pretty good and he's, okay, let me put it in a different way. I have the feeling that Catherine the Navy is different in cinema what Ricardo Darín is to Argentinian cinema.
1: Well, oh yes, I know how that is. No, because he's <laughs> he's, the only one. he's just <laughs> popular.
0: Yeah, that's true, but he's on every single movie. Regardless if it's good or bad, Argentina like would to. never
1: have the audacity to be in a Lars von Trier film or a Leo's Carax film. Like, she does these incredibly experimental things that uh, Meryl Streep really plays it very, very safe. No, that's, she's that's good. Her. But she's, compared to Catherine Deneuve, you know, she's kind of middle of the road in terms of taste.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. She chooses her. Who would you say is a
1: better actress? Isabelle Huppert or Catherine Deneuve.
0: Oh. Wow. Okay, that's a pretty harsh one.
1: I have my answer, but I know which one I like more, and it's not the one I think is the better actress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I think that I saw more movies with uh, Catherine Deneuve than with uh, Isabelle Huppert. But Isabel Huppert is like the ones, I have the feeling that Isabel Huppert, when I like her, she always does the same role. She always does like this kind of very, very mentally deranged woman. This is amazing.
1: I'm gonna make you watch the movies that are kind of like family-friendly comedies because her, her, like the spectrum of who she can play is incredible.
0: No, no, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure, but in the movies that I watch with her, they always fall, and when I feel impressed about what she has done, they fall a bit more into, wow, this woman is fucking me mentally You're seeing tired, images
1: yeah. from the piano teacher in your head right now, aren't you? And her, she yeah. she sniffs the tissue. In the- yep,
0: yep, exactly <laughs> that. Yep. So, but she's amazing. She's amazing on that role. It's incredible. And her is a good movie because of her. I think movies.
1: Isabelle Huppert is a better actress, not saying that Catherine Deneuve is not a fantastic actress, but I think Isabelle Huppert is like in you know, a league of her own, but I love Catherine Deneuve.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will have to watch more movies with Isabelle Huppert, but the thing is like, I've watched many movies with Catherine Deneuve, so from that perspective, I had a feeling that I've seen more movies that can prove a decent range I mean, she was is amazing
1: Huppert. in that Roman Polanski film we saw. <laughs>
0: I was wondering if it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, repulsion. yeah.
1: Repulsion. I kept wanting to say irrepressible. I don't know why, but yeah, repulsion.
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, she was good, but that movie was weird.
1: It was. Yeah.
0: It was. So uh, should we score these. What has the New York Times said about this?
1: Uh, so I haven't read the, the review in years, uh, but they fucking loved it. I mean, they made it a... Critics pick.
0: Okay. Okay. So should I score it first or did you score it first? I scored it first. I think you're supposed
1: to because I picked it.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to go with, do you have your score ready?
1: Oh yeah. I had this picked up before we started the podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go with 7.5. Great. <laughs> I think that it's a really good movie. Probably I will remember this movie for a while. But at the same time, as I told you, it's like I like how the movie starts, but then when it starts becoming a bit more histrionic, a bit more into words like this is going a bit over the top. I have the feeling that it gets a bit less focus. So you know, you don't think
1: you're going to watch this every Christmas with me?
0: I don't think so, man. Not Ugh. this or love, actually, I'm sorry. you have to pick another one maybe like a what a wonderful life
1: oh you know what there's actually a movie that i got in my reddit secret santa exchange Mm. last year Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be really good rare exports
0: oh yeah it's like a norwegian
1: film that's supposed to be incredible and it's christmas i need to watch that
0: yeah it's it's okay it's okay it's it's funny it's a cute little i don't know like low budgets sci-fi monster horror movie
1: are you ready for my score? Please. Isn't nine. The
0: second, nine? Okay, here you nine. go. I <laughs> <laughs> you had to repeat it, like nine, it's nine. This movie I is I want to make sure.
1: I love it. I mean, I, it makes me so happy.
0: I like it. It's- I like to it, I made like, my I...
1: family watch it one year at Christmas because, in my mind, I don't know what's wrong with me, but it does seem heartwarming in a nice Christmas movie. It's <laughs> not. My mom is like, "What the hell?"
0: <laughs> it's not. It's how, how is heartwarming a family that it can tell? Is like, I never loved you or your siblings? Well, maybe the oh. elder one, you know, but like the other ones, <laughs> I didn't give a shit.
1: <laughs> it's heartwarming. I don't care. It makes I have it my say, heart warm.
0: sure, <laughs> but, your, but probably your heart is completely made of ice. But <laughs> I had to say that the last scene when he goes running there when he actually leaves the bed, I think that that was a good scene. It's I not thought the behavior that there was,
1: of somebody who doesn't love someone. Just saying,
0: I know, but that's the part that I fell a look. But everything else that you have done up to this point is like a fucking asshole the whole time that you have behaved to your parents and uh, what isn't you that have said. We all
1: are. Sometimes we act like an asshole. Sure. the people we love the most.
0: It's true. Just true. You know, that we can be assholes, but usually we are not going to be using our parents to just get away off jail. You know? <laughs> because we it's, it's think so different. differently. We're not <laughs> going. We disagree.
1: 7.5 from Jose. <laughs> okay. From... <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. No, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, I think that it crosses a line. Maybe it tries to make that, but it's like, I just, I'm a bit more like, no, I'm going to be like getting this for the value of what I'm seeing. You know, and that leaves me in a bit of a, oh, you guys have been bad. So awesome. I have We're a question. We didn't get to talk about
1: this, but the score is incredible.
0: The what? Oh, the score. Score is, score. the score is pretty good. I like it. and I like how diverse it was, you know, because like they play like some, jazz, some classical music. Like it goes all over the place. Maybe the scene when they are in the uh, in the disco, you know, in the giant gym, and they yeah. start like this. The guy, the Ivan, like, goes <laughs> DJing, you know, I feel like, I don't know how I feel about this. That was the only part, <laughs> No, you're going like too far. It's like I think that you're like just trying to go into the CVSA. like you guys are everything but ordinary. It's like, oh he can be Yay <laughs> They're so well rounded. Uh, so grounded also. Uh so is that it?
1: That's it. Next okay.
0: Week. Next, next week, week hopefully. Yeah. So next week we should watch Mandy. All right. That we stay defending. Or I would Sounds think for something great. else. But yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to us.
1: Ciao.